Welcome to American Redemption, the show where the next generation of American patriots learn to fight back in America's toughest cultural battles. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of American Redemption. Steve here, and as always, joined by Andrew. Andrew, how are you on this bright and early, beautiful morning? Doing great, Steve. I'm ready for the episode. I have my cup of coffee, my cup of joe. Yeah, we're uh, we're on a morning episode here, you know. Mm-hmm. Lots of things coming up. We got just a little over a week before Christmas. Wow, Christmas Eve is going to be in a little more than a week. It is really, it's, the year is yeah. just flying by, man. It's it's actually incredible. It is. And the Christmas Christmas season has gone by way too quick, man. It's. I just got a tree yesterday. And oh, my already- goodness. You are, you are behind schedule. I had my tree up the weekend after thanksgiving now that's the right way to do it but i had i got a really really nice tree from for free from someone at work whose family owns a christmas tree farm so she oh you got a real tree real tree it's the that's cadillac awesome. of christmas trees it's a fraser fir wow it's like six feet tall somebody so this girl owns <laughs> like they own a christmas tree farm and she brings it in for the gift giving um like charity program our company does it's part of that. And then once that's over, it's first come, first serve for who wants the tree. So I got to take it home. Everybody was calling me the Grinch yesterday at work because I was taking the tree. Ah, uh, you stole Christmas. But I brought it to my house. So the joy at my house because of this tree makes up for any Grinch accusations at the office. Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah. The one guy... I was like, hey, can you help me with this door as I was trying to take out the the like tree stand that was filled with water? And he's like, no, I'm not going to help the Grinch. <laughs> so, and he, he did open the door for me, but at first he wasn't going to. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, that um, leads us into our episode today, All This Talk of Christmas. We're just going to keep talking about Christmas. That's our topic today uh, because we both have a lot of thoughts about the Christmas season and I, I was thinking about it and to me it kind of seems like this month is almost like a um what's the word I'm looking for a microcosm for all of the things that are wrong with our society this is a month that is about the birth of Christ it is about Christmas a Christian holiday is about Advent preparing for the Lord and it is about giving, and it is about spending time with family, and some of those things have been retained but watered down. Others have been cast aside in favor of consumerism and just sort of being a generic winter festival with Santa and gifts. We have a lot of, you know, it's about the generic holiday. There's some mysterious generic holiday that we're not really allowed to say. We have a holiday party on December 21st, but who knows what holiday it's for. Generic yeah, could could holiday. could have could have no idea, you know. Yeah, and that's I think that is kind of what society at large is doing. We are increasingly consumerist. We are increasingly removing God from our society and kind of started with Christmas. 
Yeah, and like you brought up Santa. I mean, me and the big man are on good terms. I will say that. That's good. You don't want the big man on your bad side. No, me and the big man are on good terms. Um, nice list. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty soon you're going to be taking on a little bit of a Santa role. Yeah, I mean, no, but I I talk to the big man. That's all. And you just, your the roles just change, you know? You're not asking for stuff from the big man. Like the big man's like Oh, you're the coordinator. All, all those all those years that you put in on the nice list as a kid, you know, when you have your own kids, Santa's like, I got you, dog. And You've been then, grinding for the big man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 how it works out. And then he's like he's like, Oh, this young man was on the nice list all the time as a young man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna help him out, you know. That's great. I, That's I like how, that theory. You're the, so now you're the liaison with Santa. Mm-hmm. You'll have to tell your little guy about that one day once he's old enough to understand. Yeah, I got him on speed dial. We go way back. <laughs> exactly, but no, but you're you're right. In in all seriousness, I mean, Santa is the uh, kind of the 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 secular like stand-in for you know. St. Nicholas, who we, we know, we know what St. Nicholas did, like, you know, help, helping, helping the poor people going around, giving gifts, preaching the gospel, you know, literally just being like this, like this jolly Mary, like figure that becomes the, uh, like the mythical personified, like Santa Claus. And... No, I, I, I agree with you. A lot of things are coming about that, you know, what, what's, what am I looking for here? Christmas is, I mean, it's, it's the best holiday. It is like you rank your holidays. It's number one. Well, why is it, why is it number one? Because it's like our Obviously, everyone from a secular perspective ranks at number one because, like, they they get gifts and like mm-hmm. people like get like they they're like, oh well, I get things or. But for us, you know, from a more deep perspective, it's like, oh, I get to see like my friends and family, and like I get to like, you know. But from like the furthest downstream like perspective, like it's it's our like second chance at life, like it's our. It's our redemption because, like, God sends his only son into the world to literally grow up and live our human existence and then to ultimately, like, die for all of our sins and for our salvation. So, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a. That's why it's such a joyous occasion. And there's so many lessons in yeah. there, too, if you, if you reflect on Advent and Christmas, like, humility the what humility it it took for uh you know god to make himself be born in a manger as a you know a human baby to arrive that way in the the lowest conditions yeah the king that's such humility yeah and there's messages all across from the entire like christmas story like you go to the you talk about the the magi 
or you talk about the shepherds, like what, what are, what are the magi? It's like, oh yeah, you can be an earthly king or you can have all the material possessions that like you want in the world. But you know, there's something about the, uh, the Christ child or, you know, realizing that there's someone out there like greater than yourself and in the Lord and like coming to do him like homage and, you know, taking a far and probably dangerous like journey through the, uh, the ancient like Middle Eastern like deserts and to, you know, mm-hmm. j- what just trust, what trust they had to have to go on this journey. Who knows how long it took at some point on the, on their, sort of walking through the desert with their camel. They were probably like, is this for real? Are we going to the right place? Well, yeah. And they, you know, they don't have they a map. Going. They don't have a map. They're looking at a star. I mean, it's, it's unbelievably based in Epic. It really is. It's, yeah. It's quite a journey. And like the, and then the shepherds too. I think that gives like a, a complete, like different, different perspective of, you know, people who aren't, you know, people who are right there and aren't anticipating like the, the Christ child or, you never know when an event's going to pop up that like is going to require you to like, you know, be ready for the, uh, for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like describes us with like his like second coming, you know, like go like be about your work, like, like be holy, like be righteous. But like, you don't know when, when he, when he's going to show up and you're going to have to be ready to like, you know, yeah, that was in the gospel a couple of weeks ago. It was like, you do not know the hour or minute the master will return. So you got to be on watch. Yeah, you got to be vigilant. The shepherds, you know, they're fighting off, you know, wolves, coyotes, whatever you call it for, uh, you know, trying to get their sheep. And, mm-hmm. and then the Lord shows up and they just got to be ready. It's. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's what Advent is about. This time we know when he's coming, December 25th, but we have the season of Advent to prepare. I really like the language in that gospel reading. I guess it comes from Isaiah and then it's restated in Luke, just the prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. I don't know why, but I just, that verse I always think is really cool. A voice crying out in the wilderness, just cool language. But yeah, that's Advent doesn't get as much attention as Lent as a season, but it's just as important as the preparation for the preparation aspect. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, yeah, you're. I think it's just the fact that we're prep we're preparing for such a such a joyous time and like the Christmas season kind of like in engulfs it a bit. Cause you're like buying gifts and doing things going to, you know, Christmas parties, mm-hmm. not holiday parties. We don't believe in those. Nope. And we make sure we say Merry Christmas when someone says happy holidays to us. Yes, we do. But yeah, all this is to say, you know, Remember the reason for the season. Do not get caught up in the consumerism, even though it's very difficult. Focus our attention on the Lord. It makes oh, I lost you there for a second. Advent is for, and I think it makes it a much richer Christmas season when you're doing that. 
but it's so difficult. Like even if you're I doing lost you there for a second. good things like just going out shopping for other people, that's what I've been spending a lot of my time on. That still is participating in the in the consumerism of the holiday to an extent. It's forgiving, but it is very difficult though. You know, I'm, I've been doing a lot of shopping and for the for gift giving. No, and, and, and it, you're supposed to. Yeah, it's a good thing to give gifts, uh, but it does kind of take up a lot of time, and it does sort of shift my attention a little bit with this holiday to, oh, I need to be shopping, I need to buy all these things, but it's in the spirit of giving, so it's, a, so it's you know, I think it is good. You just have to be conscious of it and not get sucked into it. Yeah, no, I get that. And I think giving gifts with intention is important. Really knowing the person and really thinking about what you're getting them and why you're mm-hmm. you're 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 getting it for them. Like I think a gift that has like less monetary value but is like you know either like thoughtful yeah thoughtful thoughtful thoughtful, like it's could be about like an inside joke you guys have or like something that like they made you think about like throughout the year and so you can get gifts that you know aren't aren't that expensive but are going to give that person immensely more joy than just getting them, you know, oh, I spent like, you just got to get away from, oh, I spent this much on so-and-so and and this much on like so-and-so. Like if Mm -hmm. I see, if I'm out and like, I see something that I know somebody within like my circle is going to enjoy, like I'll just, you know, get it for him. But that's great. Yeah, that's really good. I feel like Jackie does that too. No, does yeah. that? Do you do you think you've both always had that, or has that kind of rubbed off on you from her? Um, I don't think I am the best, uh, the best gift giver. I guess. Um, but that like just oh that looks nice. So and so would love this. I'll get it. Did you do that before? Because I I think. I know Jackie has does that. I know, yeah. She's she's kind of rubbed off on me on mm-hmm. on that. I would previously. I just got like very anxious around like gift giving. It was it it's was bad. I would I would I would get down to the last minute and not know what what to get people and stress out about it and you know, but. I do think it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, she's been shopping for Christmas for people since like September. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like she'll, she'll just like, she'll write stuff down of like what people have like told her that they're interested like throughout the year and go from there. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. And we'll just see something. (laughs) I'll be like, Oh, so-and-so would like this. And now it's kind of a situation where, She's almost like managing like our like our long like list, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's funny. That reminds me of so and so." And she's like, "Yeah, it does. We should just buy it for Christmas right now." And I'm like, "But it's like September like twenty seventh, and she's like, 
I don't care. We're just going to get it now. We'll just check it off the list. Honestly, might as well. Plus, it makes it easier when December comes around. Yeah. So already did had a, Got ahead. We've had a, uh, a closet of uh, Christmas things that... Hmm. Uh, Next time I visit you guys, I'm going to check that closet. See yeah. It might be in there in like July. July. Yeah. I I don't it usually doesn't start till about like mid okay. mid like mid year. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, we gotta start thinking about where we're gonna get everyone for Christmas this year. <laughs> wow. Always in gift giving mode. But you know, um so we, we mentioned how the Christmas season has sort of become a the problems with this Christmas season are sort of a microcosm for a lot of the other problems. Uh, with the consumerism thing, which, and this ties into our episode last week, this is something Brianna pointed out to me, is that it sort of ties in with a lack of gratitude. And this consumerism, this materialism has an effect on the family. We have this issue where so many people cannot afford to live on one income and have children. And a lot of that is because of materialism and consumerism. They're unwilling to give up things that would, uh, they're unwilling to give up things that would allow them to live on one income if they were to give up some of these things. And that you see that during Christmas, we have so much consumerism, people shopping and buying and wanting all the new things and black Friday deals. And, that can result in a family not being able to live on one income because they have to buy, they feel like they have to buy so many expensive things. Yeah, that's, uh, that's 100% true. I'm the opposite. I don't like buy new anything. This phone battery has been dying for like some time and I've just been very stubborn about, getting another one this is a very uh hot topic with uh my wife she wants me to get a new phone and i've just literally like refused to yeah i don't like to get i don't like to have to buy new stuff either i had to get a new phone because mine i had to like it just i dropped it and the screen broke and i could only use half the screen and <laughs> it was done it was cheaper to buy a new phone than to fix it but otherwise i was going to keep it yeah but no, I agree. Like we talked about before, um, gifts don't have to be, you know, wildly expensive. But like, uh, we're just trying to like satiate, like a, uh, mm-hmm. wouldn't say exactly like an addiction, but you know, some people are like literally like addicted to like I mean, holiday shop- shopping. Shopaholic is a thing. That's a yeah, term for a reason. Yeah. Black but Friday, they- Cyber Monday, we have a million different days now where there's like oh the the deals are like the day like you have to right you have to go and go and shop till you drop you know right after Mm -hmm. thanksgiving you know oh i'm so i mean at least like they don't have you people order tvs online now people aren't literally like tripping over each other or trying to fight you like that's like the most like that's the most disturbing thing to me is is maybe like 10 years ago like peak like Black Friday consumerism, like people giving thanks, like on Thanksgiving, leaving dinner and going to stand out in line in best in Best Buy. I know, yeah. I know, I know my I know my mother did it did it one year. 
I was I was kind of upset about it. I wasn't even like as like as with it like as I am now. And I was just like I was like I was like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. and that's then like pe- a, pe- honestly, that's like people- a peasant. That's a scarcity mindset. That's a peasant mindset to go like give up family dinner be- and stand out in the cold to save a few bucks. Yeah, I have to be first in line to go get like the new thing, like the new TV or the new Xbox mm-hmm. or video game or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. it's horrible. But you and see how people, that's like people a, literally a, like fighting each other to the death, like battle royale, like over a TV. Like, I mean, yeah, and you see how that all ties into now we live in a world where there's so much consumerism and consumption that so many people think it's impossible for them to exist on one income for a family to exist on one income, which is since so led to breakdown of the family. I've been seeing a very disturbing trend recently of all these people. They call themselves dinks. Dual oh, income, the di- no kids. Oh, yes. They're posting all these videos online bragging about being dinks. They're like, we're dinks. We can go shopping and buy whatever we want. We can go out to dinner every night. We can go on vacation whenever we want. Like they're just, or like we can order pizza anytime we want. So they're just like bragging about their consumerism in exchange for having no kids. I even was looking at, I was reading a forum about my car and people were like, yeah, this car, people don't know. It has a little bit of a hidden cost. It's harder to maintain. And a bunch of people in the comments were like, that's okay. We, me and my wife decided we're not going to have kids so I can spend whatever I want to on cars. There were like, six or seven people saying that and they got all these likes these comments mind-blowing people not wanting to have kids so that they can have more cars 41 percent of households in the united states currently do not have any children living in them and of that 41 percent, 53 percent of those say they plan on never having kids did you just pull up these statistics or did you have them memorized i have them memorized i, I read the, i read this like yesterday yeah pretty good so wait, say those again. 41% of households in America do not have a child living in them. That's really of that high. Of that 41%, 53% of, of that group say they don't ever plan on having kids. That sounds really, really high. Now, I do am curious, like, what is a household defined as how many of that is how many of those households are people who've already had children, you know, old people. Yeah. But still that's pretty high. It's crazy. People yeah, only say can- like, Oh, in a couple generations, you know, we'll just outnumber the, you know, the lids cause they're not having kids and conservatives are, but that hasn't happened yet. And I think it's because they were able to convert so many of you know, the children of conservatives with their ideology because it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's a problem. I mean, yeah, like the all, the, all these trends and everything that's going on, it's... Like... Oh. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the the dual income no kids is just such a such a tragic like thing. Like yeah, that they're like they're bragging about the fact that like their bloodline's like gonna end like with them because like they'd rather like 
take an extra vacation, like have a bit nicer of a car. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like imagine like bragging about like literally ending your like ancestral like bloodline like that. Yeah. that I mean, that's being just, an evolutionary failure. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just horrible. And like, the thing is like, they're, I mean, you obviously like, like got married, but it's just, it's just so upsetting to see people like not mm-hmm. want to have like children. People, people literally like see children today as like a, it's like a scourge or like a burden or like something like, a disease, like oh, literally yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a disease. That's part yeah, of the approach oh, to this mindset. Yeah. Oh, let's just, get rid of this disease for you. Yeah. It's really upsetting. It really is. And I mean, like the Christmas holiday should literally only like make you like, think about like, like children and like being like youthful and being like excited. Like, you know, like, you know, the joy of kids on, on a holiday, like Christmas. Like, I I don't know how someone with like a brain and a heart can look at like a Christmas morning and be like, wow. Like I definitely feel like my life is so much better. Like without kids. It's a good point. That's like, that's gotta be and that's like, like that's time where you like realize, wow, I have no family. If you're like a middle-aged couple with no kids, what would you even, the Christmas morning would be so empty. Yeah. You, Oh yeah. You, oh, you got presents for yourself and like you have a dog, like con- congrats, congratulations. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's really Yeah. Really disappointing. I feel like you just you're just amplifying the love. Like imagine the love you have between like you and your spouse, and then like you're literally growing that love like outward into another like manifested like physical being mm-hmm. because you guys loved each other. You created this being together, and now there's you know there's three of you. You know, like mm-hmm. you love, you love your wife and you also love that child. Your love, your love didn't like get any less. Like you aren't like, oh, well, I only love my wife 50% and my kid 50%. You're like, I love them both like 120%. Yeah, that's really good. It just grows, multiplies, there's no upper limit. Yeah. Like there's no bound. There's, there's, there's an exponential curve on love. That's right. That's right. Goes to infinity. My, my my wife is is asking this to say something here. Well, we always talk about how much we love Benny. Yes. And like we can't imagine how much like we're gonna love like our baby. Yes. My my wife is bringing up a great point. Hello, love. Because we manifested Benny. Yes. She's talking about how much we do love our 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 little dog, and like we've just been talking about like how we can't even imagine like how much we're gonna like love our child because like mm. we've literally like spoiled Benny. He lives like such a, such a fantastic life as our little dog. And like, we can't even imagine like how much we're going to, we're going to love our, our baby. And like, we've been training Benny to like guard, like our child. Do <laughs> you better give him some more food than that little guy? Also props to Benny. He has not yapped. No, ever no yapping from him this episode. No, he has not yapped once, uh, 
this episode. He's been such a good boy. It's because he has his emotional support reindeer. Oh, that's awesome. That's his favorite. It's his favorite Christmas toy. And it was his first. It was his first. Was it his first toy? It was one of his first toys. It was one of his first toys that Jackie's mom got him at a dollar store. So, you know, you spend $20 on an expensive dog toy. My mother-in-law got my dog this $1 toy. It's lasted him three years. It's his favorite toy. And it's Mm. a reindeer that looks like Rudolph. It's wonderful. It's amazing. He he literally loves it. It's like it's like his companion that he takes everywhere with him. That's great, dude. Oh, up, what, what's the updated uh, projection on how many kids you and Jackie want to have? Well, well, the first one has to come out first before yeah. we talk about, uh, I don't know, updated projection? Like, I'm still at like... You're still at 10? On babies? What? On number of babies? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Probably depends on how well the... It does depend how well the first the first one goes. Sure, but sure. like I'm seeing a lot of people, and I get it. I maybe don't have like the most like, um, Catholic like set of like coworkers. But I'm just thinking about everyone I work with. Like, I know a guy that has two kids. I know another guy that has two kids. I know another mm-hmm. guy that has two kids. So I feel like there is like this big barrier. The barrier is going to be going from like two to three. After after you get past three, you're just you're just you're on go mode at that point. And, 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 and every everything you get is just a blessing from from God mm-hmm. at that point. You know, I have I have a lot of coworkers. They're older, so like their kids are older, but they have a lot of people there have four kids. That's good. That's, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a solid, that's a solid number. You know, we, yeah. we get the, we get the four and then anything after that is just, you know, mm-hmm. it's just gravy. Just like I said, I yes. And that's what, that's what she wants. A solid. That's yeah. And that's why you said, let's have 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it. Probably, probably didn't pick up on the recording, but Jackie said, uh, Stephen wants ten. <laughs> yes, I mean that'd be awesome. You'd be like the guy at work that'd be like, "Oh, that's Stephen. He has ten kids." <laughs> yeah, that's how you'd be known throughout uh, the industry. Well, well, the 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 joke is with with her is that you know I want to I want to have ten, and so and she wants four, so we'll settle it at at like five. I feel like she's a better negotiator. She is. Yeah. She she is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you meet in the middle at like seven. Well, but if you have seven, you might as well go all the way to ten at that point. <laughs> so, sure, like, we'll see where you go. We'll we'll come back to this in a, in a couple of years. See how you're doing. We will. We will laugh about this one day. It'll be. Yeah. It'll be hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. But yeah, the first one's got to first one's got to come first. Uh, mm-hmm. We uh, we have a name picked out. That's right. I heard the name. Yeah. Great name. Little Joseph, little Joey. He's uh, he's coming the week after week after Easter. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's still our projected uh, due date. So it's gonna. It's really gonna come fast. It's gonna. Yeah. yeah, that's 
that's going to be here real, real soon. I know we're already like thinking about it. Well, you know, we come home for, for Christmas and then the, the new year comes and then we're at like pretty much exactly three months from then. Mm-hmm. I'm usually busy over the winter cause that's our busy season. Like with, with my job and then, mm-hmm. you know, spring will come and then we literally have like a couple like weeks. <laughs> you know, this is probably, this is a good time to like reflect on them waiting for a child aspect of Christmas. Like that is probably more relevant to you than ever. It is. Thinking yeah. about that part. Yeah. You have anything to say about that? I don't know. I don't think the waiting is the. Well, just like it probably gives you a new perspective on Advent, which is all about waiting for the birth of a child. It does. I. Oh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting more coffee here. Wow. Thank you, love. It does. There's definitely <clears throat> an aspect of waiting. The uh, most joy I get, like every week, is uh, is on Tuesday when she when she texts me and says what new kind of fruit or vegetable. Oh, I love the fruit comparison. Yeah. What's what's he at right now? He is an ear of corn this week. Wow. That's a they change shape so much. It goes from like orange to ear of corn to zucchini. Yeah. Well that's like, that's about he's like he's getting an oblong. Yeah. That's just how that's just how long he is from like head to like his like toes. Hmm. So like you know, a, a, a nice size ear of corn. Okay. Nice size. Yeah. Probably, unfortunately, a GMO corn. GMO corn, yeah. Unfortunately. Sprayed with atrazine and glyphosate. Yeah. As a normal corn's like, you know, not like... He's going to be pesticide-free, right? Yes, yes. Great. We we try to eat clean in this house. Uh, he's an organic ear of corn. An organic ear of corn. You know how... Cri- have you ever had wild caught shrimp? This is totally off topic. Wild caught shrimp, um, like organic, like probably not. I definitely that's the problem. That's why I don't really buy shrimp much anymore because I don't like farmed seafood. Oh, that's why I bought. So, what we'll do for meats is we'll go to like the organic, like a bit more like bougie, like grocery store, and just buy like a bunch of meat when it's like on sale. Mm-hmm. And then we'll like freeze some of it. So we bought this wild caught shrimp. I bought this wild caught shrimp maybe like a month or two ago, and then we froze it. But then Jackie put it out the other day, you know, thought. And the smell of wild caught shrimp versus like the you know the 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 farm raised or mm-hmm. you know even like wild shrimp that like comes like frozen in the package. Like the smell of like fresh shrimp is just way different than like the smell of regular shrimp interesting are they different size uh yeah they're a bit they're a bit bigger the uh the the wild the wild caught ones are they um different color at all uh no they're like darkish and then like once like you cook them they 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 become like that like yeah white whitish pink because a lot of times they die they have to like dye the uh farm seafood like with salmon wild salmon salmon is so bad yeah it's eating like it's any atlantic salmon is farmed but if you get pacific wild caught 
it's yes. a natural like reddish orange because of what it's eating. The farm salmon doesn't eat that stuff, and so they have to dye it. Actually, I have had wild caught shrimp. There's a tradition in Belgium where they it's a very it's a different kind of shrimp where they send out these like ponies into the North Sea with baskets on them and they collect this shrimp, this little tiny shrimp. I think it's called crevette. And then you like they have they make this dish where they like stuff a tomato with that crevette of tomat. That's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, so I've had some wild caught. They're like tiny little shrimp, like hardly bigger than a grain of rice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We've been having a lot of home cooked meals recently. It's been really, uh, really exciting. Yeah, totally. It's good to cook from home. I, I'm doing, I do a fair bit of that too. And I made some real good stuff the, uh, a couple weeks ago. And then my, and then John made some of a very similar dish recently, braised beef short ribs. That's amazing. You got to try it. It's so good. The smell is amazing. And it makes the meat fall off the bone. Braised beef is so good, dude. Yeah. Well, man, I think we've covered all of our our points, so I guess we should wrap it up. And then we just talked about nonsense for a bit. I know, but that's what the people uh, the what people, the people want can, it. They do. They want to know the uh, the interesting tidbits about our lives, and you know. Yeah. Fun fun facts about my kid and wild caught shrimp and mm-hmm. you know the like but yeah in uh in closing um I would say that our call to action is to you know make sure you get home for for Christmas Make sure you, you know, see someone that that you love and you you care for, and you know, tell tell them that, and you know, make room for the Lord in your heart, and you know, realize that like that He is the light of the world, and ultimately that the world isn't as dark of a place as you know we like to think it is when you watch the 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 picture box screen and read all the bad things that they put out on the interwebs that ultimately the world's a fallen place, but all we can do is, you know, follow him because he is the light and, you know, try to seek the Christ child in different ways in your life and you'll be all the better for it. Amen. All right, Steve. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, sir. All right, everyone. Like, subscribe, share this with your friends, follow us on any place you listen to your podcast. Thank you very much, and we'll see you all next time.